Let's check my oil. UFC 292, Boston, Massachusetts. We do a lot of Boston sports on this pod, so I do think that this is apt. Um, I do think it's a, a good card to be reviewing. I have the usual cast of uh, Misfits and Ne'er-Do-Wells on the show. Ben Peek, Matt Wilcox. This card's taking some hits, boys. It's taking some hits. We've lost some key uh, key matchups on it. And, um, you know, I... I Ian Gary was saying that he's pretty much carrying this card now, and I, I find it hard to disagree with him wholeheartedly. A lot of a lot of washed-up fighters. Listen, I'm still going to pay the fucking money. I'm, I'm going to put it on. Um, I just... As as exciting as Sean O'Malley is, when it's a main event of, of two smaller than medically advisable men, I, I just don't love it. So I am looking forward to the Ian Gary fight, um, and I'm sorry if I sound negative, but I'm sure we can find some uh, some fun things, some front through lines in this in this bad boy as we go. Well, it's um, always these cards that we make our dumbest bets, so I'm excited. Yeah, I hear you have some who the fuck is that guy bets lined up. For I, I, I've, by the end of this podcast, we're going to have a who the fuck is that guy parlay. That's cool. That was a really good impression, Matt. I mm. almost thought who, he was here for a second. Who the fuck is that guy? How's that, was that better? <laughs> it's the guy that you're fucking up. <laughs> guy <laughs> you immediately become matt damon and the departed at the end i feel like he's going like jack sparrow on me i don't really know what's happening yeah no that's a, that's accurate um gerald mearshart is on the pre prelims which is a f- real fall from grace no kidding um and the guy he's fighting i'm only talking about this fight in the pre prelims because um jared mearshart's on it and he's a recognized name but the guy he's fighting is undefeated in the ufc He's finished three guys since 2021. I I don't know what's going to happen, but apparently Mershart's on the decline. Um, he's a heavy underdog, plus 210. But there's the UFC veteran status, Matt. Do you see any value in this bet? No, not really. Um, Mershart took us for a bath the last time we he fought, so he's not going to get my money from me Did again. He? Yeah, and me and you disagreed, and you were right, and I was wrong, and that's fine. You know, I'm a man. I'll, I'll take my losses when they come. But no, I, I don't. I don't see it here. I think it's all over. I think there's right. reasons on the early prelim, and I, I think uh, I, I just I don't see a lot of value. Yeah, it was it was it was uh, F- Pfeiffer, Joe Pfeiffer, I, Pfeiffer, the Pfeiffer demolished him. All right, um, we need a we need a word for the winged dinosaur pterodactyl. <laughs> all right, that's a good one. Spell it. P <laughs> No, yeah, I'm not going to go with Mershon on this one. Um, but it, talk about a fall from grace. I feel like we were just talking about him being a gatekeeper, and uh, now he seems to be on the other side of the gate. Yeah, I think Petrovsky is a worthy value bet here. If you want to anchor him in a parlay, I think that might be smart. Ben, does it matter where you are on a card? Have you been? I'm sure you've been up and down different cards at different prestige levels. Does it? Does it affect you? Is it like how, like, I would imagine maybe like, oh, shit, I got to fight really early or like the time that you're like spending in the day thinking about it or like the amount of eyeballs on it. If you're more of a main event, like I know you've been up and down cards. Like, does do, do you think about that stuff? Yeah, it's funny. But uh, your perspective on it changes. You want to stop it. fucking yawning? <laughs> we run that one again. Let me get it out. <laughs> yeah but oh, i forgot what i was gonna say your perspective on it changes as your perspective on the sport grows in my opinion i uh i remember when i was starting out and um i had i, I would get the the um the lineup uh, a few like a week or so before and i'd be like oh, i'm first or i'm second and i'd be like <laughs> oh, because like i because i was actually nervous um so then I'd get there and I'd be like, oh, I want a time, I want time to settle into the locker room. <laughs> and like, <laughs> no, they pull you and they're like, wrap your hands because you're the first to go. And and we're doing the fucking national anthem or whatever. And um, and you're like, oh, fuck, you get your heart rate going. But then, as, but at least you're fired up for America. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course, indoctrination, big key thing of any sort of fighting. But then as my career went on, and I and it was just kind of like 
a run-of-the-mill thing and I like wasn't nervous going into it and I would just be like oh, okay yeah I'm, I've got a fight in two weeks this guy's what he's undefeated great cool whatever let's fucking see how he, let's see what he's like and uh but then I'd get there and I'd be like oh I wish I was earlier in the card I wish they flipped it I wish they did main event first because then you have to sit around all night and you wait for all these you fights just and- go home no I mean when uh when you're fighting Oh, when you're later on the car, why just show up later now? Yeah, you do, but you have to be there for the rules meeting. You have to get cleared by the commission. They've got yeah. they've got to do medicals. It's like a whole thing that you've got to get there for. You like listen, uh, yeah, it's such a pain in the ass that you normally you do try to skip those a lot. I try to skip the rules meeting all the time. Um, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't there. I didn't know. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, but uh, it, I, 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 I think in the perspective that you're saying of does it affect you to be lower on the card like would you would it affect him would you think because he used to be a main card guy like yeah um yeah (laughs) at, at, at this point fighting is so like your ego is so involved there's no way to escape it and this is what these guys do for a living so imagine somebody at your work was like you're not as good as you used to be. So <laughs> you're gonna be, you're gonna be a PA again, Dave. Oh no! Okay, yeah, yeah, dude, this shit would fucking suck. Um, I mean, he's still, he's still fighting in the UFC, right? I wonder. I mean, I guess this is like the you can guess what the answer to this is based on Dana White's like entire personality. But I do they get less money than they've gotten before? Like, what, are they putting well, a contract in front of you where it's like, well, it's just a pre prelim fight, bro? Like, you're just not getting that same show money that you used to get. I wonder, like, once you hit a certain threshold, usually, like, like you're saying in the real world, if you hit a certain threshold of payment, it's people aren't pulling it back because you suck. <laughs> they just yeah. cut you or fire you. I wonder what the contract looks like because I know they give the multi-fight deals, right? But it must it must matter whether it's a fight night or if it's an, an actual UFC event. If you're early, it must vary. I don't know if the early prelims are eligible for bonuses either. I don't know if they're eligible to like win fight of the night or like. They, you know, I know they're eligible for fight of the night. I know that really because like not yep. enough eyeballs are on them, so I would just. Imagine. I know. I know. But you know what? That if it when it does happen, rarely that works to Dana's benefit because now he's got some dog down there in the early prelims that he's going to hype up big time um, bring them up out of nowhere, which he loves to do. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't you think, so here's my thing. Mearshart, like just a slow, slow decline into irrelevance. I bet this is going to be the hardest fight he's ever had. He must be like on the brink of just like, fuck this. What am I doing here? Yeah. What, there's people still finding their seats. That guy's eating popcorn nobody's around him like you it's just what a fall i feel like the strip club we watched ben beat that guy up in yeah but that was <laughs> awesome it's like the ben, ben's early career was a lot like the end of the wrestler starring mickey rourke <laughs> it's <laughs> like jesus christ where are we <laughs> that was, it's funny because i just looked up i i was trying to find video on that the other day because like uh i have so few video of my fights i have lots of pictures here and there but like video is very hard to come by especially because we're ancient so like back yeah in- i feel i was gonna say if it was if you were if you were starting your career now if you were 19 now all your fights would be taped and you would yeah. have like a whole archive of, of it because it's so cheap and easy to tape fights i would have videos of it but i'm pretty sure like you were the one with the best phone at the time as far as like cameras go yeah you could yeah. blair witch it you could like flip it and it would look like a blair witch and honestly i bet we would be shocked at how low quality those videos actually were <laughs> but we didn't have I, access to that kind of stuff like as like 4k video on our phones that wasn't a thing we were doing holy shit man it's it is funny and honestly thank god i can't imagine if i was 17 18 years old and able to record and upload my life like that to the yeah, internet Imagine what high school would have been like. Imagine like every, any mistake you ever made. If you made a big embarrassing one, it lives forever on the internet. That's, I don't know. I wouldn't leave the house. I just did that to that poor girl today. (laughs) Ben thought he was getting scammed by a bot today. And because this girl was like, Hey Ben, how do you remember me? And he was like, no, (laughs) she was like, uh we know each other i do only fans you can send me some money and i'll let you in and he was like this is obviously a bot and he was like how do we know each other and before she answered he posted screenshots of it on the <laughs> internet and then she went on to <laughs> prove that she was really this girl that we did actually all remember and 
did go to our high school and answered all the questions correctly. Ben was like, fill out this uh, prove you're not a Roma a robot <laughs> recapture. Dude, and she, <laughs> she did. Dude, she did. She did. I was like, oh fuck. Um, yeah. The best part is, does Ben retract it? Does he does he delete it? Nope. Double no. down. No, you gotta double down, dude. Come on. No, dude, you you just gotta bite the mouth guard and swing back. And I was like, okay. big old, <laughs> you give her a big old you're welcome for the promotion. Yeah, yeah honestly, it might have brought traffic to the OF. Dude, a bunch of people, a bunch of people messaged me that we went to high school with Craig Jacobs, stuff like, and like Tim Brotherton, a bunch of people. And they were like, oh, I know this girl. She's gone crazy now, like all this stuff. Um, So (laughs) I love how I love how she messaged you like one kind of innocuous paragraph and you've now put her on blast on your Instagram and your podcast. (laughs) It's it's uh it's it's miracle work man you're doing the lord's work speaking yeah, yeah. of uh speaking of only fans though pay you know Paige van zandt's wife is uh fighting on this uh, i mean uh Paige van zandt's wife i mean uh austin hubbard's fighting on this card uh, is he? yeah yeah that's it that's him right am i or am i like completely confusing him with no somebody? he's austin vanderford oh uh, i thought it was Paige van zandt's wife <laughs> no 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 that, that's a fair i mean yeah because who knows who the hell he is no but that kid uh he uh just lost a belt fight in Bellator. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Fair. It's actually Fair. pretty cool. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. doesn't actually seem all that bad. Really good wrestler. Really strong wrestler. Austin, and kind of garbage wait, wrestler. wait, who do you mean, Ben? Do you mean that Paige Van Zandt's wife is good? Paige, Paige Van Zandt's wife. I don't know any of the people on these cards. I mean, <laughs> But you've uh, heard of Paige Van Zandt's wife. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. he's Paige Van Zandt's wife. I would have never heard of him. I, how do you feel about that? Like, her OnlyFans, right, has got to be bringing in conservatively, conservatively 20 grand a month. Yeah, the most money in the house. Conservatively. Yeah, like probably bet, 50, but not yeah, even bet, the most bet, money in the house. Real like, low. Yeah, yeah. Let's say it's 50. Let's say she's making 50 grand a month. She's definitely making like life changing money comparatively, especially to what she was making to get her fucking face punched in the UFC. Mm-hmm. You're the f- husband, and he's sometimes an actor in the OnlyFans. And it's like, oh, is he? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, he comes yeah. in the frosted donut every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I saw, I saw him like responding to Twitter trolls about it, but, like being like, dude, I can like, I just, I, I know you're a professional fighter, and you could beat up like ninety nine point nine percent of the people talking shit to you about your wife, but bro, your wife's titties are still on the internet, dude. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for female empowerment, but from his perspective, like, ugh, what do you? My wife is a right lawyer. Now. My wife's a lawyer. She's probably going to be a judge someday. I've been begging her to do just a feed account forever. <laughs> she will not budge. I mean, the money's good. You know, if you didn't have to go to work anymore, you just find a place to compartmentalize that. I feel like, you know, just like, somewhere. If it's working, if it's working for you. um, Oh, man, that'd be such dope money just to like oh, post pictures. That sweet, sweet feet money. Sweet, sweet feet money. And I'm under the impression those guys, the feet guys, are the ones that are going to part with their dough. Oh, yeah. They really need an eclectic collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm bored with those toes. Oh, I need yeah. different toes. They gotta, you know, they're nuts. They got a real this rifle is mine kind of mentality about it. <laughs> I got to know, like, we need to be like optioning studies of where are these fetishes. I'm not kink shaming. Like, you do your thing. But I, we got to be optioning studies on like where are these fetishes. But it's funny. It's it funny. is funny. It's a yeah, that's yeah, a like, funny one. That's dude, definitely got to roll with it. People who take that too seriously that drives me nuts. You know, it's one of the funniest ones that you could have, and they're the ones that get so fucking touchy about it. Like, you yeah. know, it's funny. Their feet. There's worse head. ones though. Did you watch that documentary about like the fact that like the the tickle people are basically oh, the Illuminati? Yeah. Like, if you try to get into like what the tickle world does, like they fuck with you. Like they start coming for you and shit. Like billionaires, they just want to be tickled. The, uh, what was furries. the other one? Furries. The furries. The other one. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. like dark, dark invites, dark corners of the internet. Yeah, yeah. It's like eyes wide shut too. It's yeah. about to get <laughs> I got a hairball. <laughs> it's about <laughs> put my life on pause, P-A-W-S. Because <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go get it. Um, yeah, that's I mean, I don't know where that comes from though. Like, where does that fetish come from? I don't I don't I don't know what the um etymology of your fet is. But uh, before we talk about Austin Hubbard, who apparently, apologies to Austin Hubbard, you are not Paige Van Zandt's wife. I really thought you were. I thought that was his name. No, he's uh, way less cool. No, I now know who Austin Hubbard is. I've remembered since uh, looking him up. 
Um, before that, the Ultimate Fighter 31 finale, a very underwhelming season of the Ultimate Fighter. Thinking that you were going to have Conor McGregor on a reality show was going to make it good. It was not good. It was not um, good. It was very clear that he was there 10% of the time that Michael Chandler was there. And they weren't getting a lot of footage that they could really use that was going to be awesome to like put in the show. And he wasn't like doing any con- like vintage Conor McGregor stuff. And there was some funny lines and everything, but like I could tell they were really grasping straws. I'm pretty sure he all his prospects lost, not one, won a fight. I think he won um, his last guy won one fight. Yeah, because they gave him one of the other guys. Yeah, yeah. They gave him one of the the established dudes, the guy that's in the final. So if Brad Katona is now his, he's already won the Ultimate Fighter. I'm not sure why you can do it twice, but he's already won it, and he's on Team Connor. But they had to like it was it's like a, it was like a school ground rules when like your team is just getting dominated so bad you have to give them one of your good guys so that it, like it becomes somewhat competitive. Yeah, which we, is depressing. I, you still have to do that in Pop Warner sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Well, brag about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happened that happens um, all the time. <laughs> Our Pop Warner team was elite. <laughs> I bet it was actually. It was. It was wicked good. <laughs> the kids that we had uh, in our elementary school. I bet our I bet the Shrewsbury Pop Warner team was pretty fucking good. Um, or four college D one players, if you count no, Sean. No thanks to you. Um, you don't count Sean though, because he only went to a D two school. Okay, take it easy. Sorry. D three. No D two. Uh, D two. Merrimack. Defensive player of the year two years in a row though. Yeah, yeah. What are you his fucking agent? Um. Okay. So anyway, uh, Cody Gibson and Brad Katona are fighting one another. Brad Katona is twelve and two. Cody Gibson is nineteen and eight. The odds are like I couldn't really find. Um, I, I don't know like what it, I couldn't find it on my usual betting site. I don't know why it's, the odds makers haven't made it yet. Maybe it's because it's like something to do with the show. Could you find odds, Matt? Uh, no, it's because Cody just fought uh, on the 15th and he, he literally just stepped in. He was in the ultimate fighter. So the, it, it's uh, there's no odds out yet. And I can't it's not available on FanDuel or on DraftKings at this moment. But they should be fight. They should have him by Friday. Well, who do you think is going to win? Uh, I'm going to go with Cody Gibson. Um, just based on his submission win, he looked really good. Uh, obviously he was fighting a nobody, but it was it was a really really dominant uh ground performance by him. And uh, Brad Katona just ain't shit. Come on, who the, who the fuck is that guy? Um, I mean he's younger and he's he's got a better record in the UFC. Yeah, he's a little fella. He's a little fella. Man, do you know anybody that was ever on the Ultimate Fighter? Oh, dude, I know a actual real life predator who is. Still, <laughs> climbed the ranks. Name's Dan Simler. Um, climbed <laughs> the ranks of. Uh... Oh man, <laughs> Matt's, <laughs> Matt's uh, just like shuts off his camera. <laughs> he, uh, um, he's a cop now too. If you can imagine that, and he got. Uh... So for context, Ben's old, 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 old jujitsu coach and trainer, and he was very good at jujitsu, right? Ben? Fantastic coach. Yes, he he was good at jujitsu himself, um, but more moreover, he was an amazing coach. Yeah, um, um, he really knew which how is to great for him into doing the moves. If you yeah understand. yeah oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, turns out uh, that guy went on the Ultimate Fighter. Every fight starts. Every fight starts standing up, and uh, he got fucking. It, one of the worst knockouts I've ever seen. Well, but let's let's call it this. He demolished that kid in the first round, like really, really had his way with him and then got a little too cocky and got slept. Yeah, that hard. doesn't matter. You got to go look up, if you're listening to this, go go look up Dan Simler, Ultimate Fighter Knockout. It's the only time I've ever seen Quentin <laughs> Rampage Jackson look like genuinely worried about something. Yeah. He was <laughs> just like, oh my God. All you have to do is, is type in worst UFC knockout ever and it pops up. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was bad. And then, uh, yeah, it turned out later he was a fucking predator for underage girls, and now he's a cop. So Ben knows somebody that was on The Ultimate Fighter, not the most glory, glory-filled glory performance uh, from, from Dan, but uh, I also never really liked that guy. I also, also separately, I sparred with that kid um, pretty recently who's on this season right now. Who? Um, yeah, you uh, knew kid, I, I wasn't. Kid who just well, won. Go ahead, sorry. Shut up. The kid who dressed that. <laughs> um, he just Rico. Rico is his name. He just oh, won. Suave. Yeah, he was good. Uh, he did like the double hand punch and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, real good. Jiu-jitsu. good? 
Re yeah, real good jujitsu, real good um, striking as well, which I run into a lot less with pure MMA guys. Mm -hmm. uh, but that dude was down to bang. Um, and uh, yeah, no, he, he was good. Sweet. Um, okay, Kurt Holaba, Holaba, and Austin Hubbard. Austin Hubbard's a favorite. Um, he's won like all his UFC fights, I think. Maybe what maybe lost one. And then this Holaba guy he's fighting is 0 and 5 in the UFC. So I think it's actually there's some Hubbard's never been knocked down, never been knocked out. If it becomes a battle of conditioning, I feel like he'll win this. Uh maybe, maybe over. I would take like over two and a half rounds, or I would just take Austin Hubbard on the money line. Probably part of a parlay. You know, an Andre Petrosky and an Austin Hubbard parlay would be a would be a good way to start your day, I think. Yeah, I, think so. I, I think that would that would that would start you off in good stead on Saturday. Um, I would probably just because they haven't made the odds, I would probably stay away from that ultimate fighter finale because there's just too much. It's a fucking circus. And I do you know if Connor and Chandler are going to Boston? Probably Chandler, I would imagine. Because he's got I players. imagine Chandler. I think they both have to be there probably contractually. Do you think they're gonna fight? Uh, yeah, I mean, Connor said December for sure. I think he was trying to shake out of it, um, because it's just a boring fight, nobody wants to see it. And yeah. He'd much rather fight Keechi for a fake belt. Um, it's but, a boring fight, dude. I wanted to see that. Connor was gonna get fucking thrashed. Yeah. Oh, Connor's, Connor's gonna beat Connor's gonna beat Michael Chandler real bad. It's a bad matchup for Chandler. Like every time he comes up against a really fast, like well tuned striker, he's gonna get frustrated, he's gonna rush in, he's gonna get slept. Um, the Gaethje fight I'm far more interested in because I think Justin Gaethje is going to put him in a fucking box. Just bang him. It's gonna, I think that's going to be the end of Connor in the UFC. The, the Gaethje fight that we get probably in March already or April. have seen the end of Connor in the UFC. No, he's going to fight. He's going to fight. Boys, boys. Here's he's never going to fight again. Here's what's going to happen. Don't here's say that. Gonna, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Don't worry because Papa's here to tell you what's going to go down. Yeah, let's hear this. I can't wait. He's going to knock Michael Chandler out in the first round. He's oh, going to sign up to fight Justin Gaethje. He's going to knock Justin Gaethje out in the first round. Oh, he's going to be the guy? Okay. They're going to drag Nate Diaz's corpse <laughs> back into the UFC for the super fight. Then everyone's going to realize very quickly that Nate is aged out of. He's going to finally knock out Nate Diaz. Third round. Dude, then he gets that's... shot at whatever title, at whatever weight class he wants. If there's a vacancy... They should do him and Dustin Poirier for the actual three because that wasn't a win. That was fucking stupid. Or fight Leon Edwards. He starches him too. Jesus. So don't worry. Don't worry. The greatest comeback in sports history is on. Don't stress. Um, oh, speaking of comebacks, Chris Weidman. No. God. <laughs> Doesn't this make you feel like a thousand years old? Like I remember I feel like it was the other day that Chris Weidman was the best guy or like one of the best guys out there. And now he's plus 225 against Brad Tavares. He's 39. He's coming off a bad injury. One of the worst I've ever seen. That was awful. It's, it's really Is really it the leg break? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, it's been that long since he in broke Boston. it. He broke line. it in Boston. God. Did he really? Yep. That's mean to make him fight here again. Why did they do that? What if it happens again? Why is this happening? I don't want to watch Chris Weidman fight. Why are they doing this? It was I mean, for the same, same reason that Mark Coleman is fighting again. Um, I don't know who because that is. you don't know. Ugh, you're such a casual. Both of you are such casuals. Mark <laughs> Coleman was like the one one of the he he fought Fedor. He fought uh, he fought a who's who in. Uh, in pride and then came over to the ufc fought in pride he's dude from the it's crazy because he looked he looked older in the ufc but he was still juiced up um and now he's fighting i don't know what he trains with matt brown um the Immortal. i love matt brown yeah i love matt brown he's 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 a super tough guy um always excited to see him fight dude you should see mark coleman train he loses shadow boxing matches and i don't say that <laughs> And I don't, I, I don't say that to be funny. There are, there is, funny. there is more than one video of Mark Coleman going out to shadow box and tripping and falling. <laughs> Dude, it's happened more than once. They let it happen more than once. Dude, don't do not. I can't imagine how many times that actually happens. And he's fighting again. Matt Brown was on the ultimate fighter, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched I, a video of him. I think it was him. Where on TikTok? Yeah, TikTok. where they, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that guy was like, we're on, we're on the same up. algo, everyone. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely have the same algo. But it's like this that taller guy was like, I'm fucking with him. I'm gonna keep like messing with him, and now I know I'm in his head. Yeah. Matt Brown was like, just came out and savaged him because <laughs> he's the elbow guy, right? He always. Yeah, yeah, something that's chewing tobacco, right? It was like it was like uh like lime juice. Yeah, 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 yeah. He like lemon is he lemon is chewing tobacco, and he was like, "I'm a southern boy. You don't do that to southern boys." And I'm like, "I think he's serious." (laughs) That's the wrong dude. I think he's serious. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, he's he trains out of uh, or he does his strength work out of West Side Barbell, which I think is uh, I mean, it's rare and possibly if he was a younger guy i'd say that's possibly not the best idea but west side barbell is the home of the late louis simmons who is like the powerlifting king like if you look up west side barbell that is old school out in the middle of nowhere ohio like hard guy shit and that's where matt brown trains most that's of the time. cool that's yeah, cool that's what he does yeah yeah i like that yeah i like that matt brown is just like He's just so getting better with age. He's just getting more seasoned as yeah. the years go on. He's exactly. just like, because it's like you can make him a gatekeeper, but you don't like nobody wants to fight him. It's like you could probably, if you have enough talent, you could probably beat him, but it's not going to be fun. And I love guys like that. Yeah, you're going to be in the fight every time. It's oh. it's like the exact opposite of what's his name, um, smiling Sam Alvey. And you're just watching him like move and you're like, dude, I don't even think you should be a professional athlete in like any fucking sport. Like this is bad. Dude, I I loved his like very very short ascension in yes. the fall from grace yes. on Reddit. Did yeah, you? Yeah. No, Dude, no, no, no. He uh he came. Smiling Sam Alvey. We're talking about here. What do you say? We're talking about Sam Alvey. Yeah, smiling Sam Alvey. He uh, he's like a nice guy. He can't. No, he seems like a douche. And he came on. He came on Reddit <laughs> and uh, and he tried to garner some you know some favor with everybody on the on the internet. And he was like, "Hey, it's me. I'm a real UFC fighter here." Da, da, da. And people were like, "Oh, that's cool, Sam." And then uh, he fought a couple more times. Awful. Did some stupid promos on there, and everyone was like, "Fuck you, get <laughs> out of here." Like, he never. He doesn't post there anymore. It's hilarious. Yeah, Reddit. Reddit will fucking turn on you. Don't yeah. don't try and garner favor with a bunch of virgins. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> a bunch of nutcases. Average Redditor. Average Redditor has opinion about high-level athlete. Um, anyway, Chris Wyman and Brad Tavares. Don't bet on Chris Wyman. If he wins, he wins. He's definitely reached higher heights than Brad Tavares ever has. I don't think either of these guys are good. Um, I would I would probably stay away from this one, Matt. I'm going to go with Tavares. Um, I'm going to make it part of some sort of a, of an early card parlay, I think uh opposite the one that me and you were talking about but um i i just i've never been more sure that i don't want to watch somebody fight in my life so don't you don't aren't you going to be kind of che- the problem i have in a situation like this is like i know that like my instinct is going to be to cheer for chris weidman because of like the comeback nature and the underdog nature of the entire thing and i know at his peak he was kind of a tool but like i don't know coming back from that leg break if he comes back and looks good from that leg break it's encouraging for our other friend so that is that. true that is true. Yeah, I got you know, you're probably right. I, I do want uh, I just don't want to see him get hurt. <laughs> that's yeah, that's I all know. I care about. I know. And that's why I think they're putting up against putting him up against this guy. I don't think he's got it in. You know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm gonna you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna go Weidman for the win. Yeah. Let's just that's see fun. it. That's more Let's fun. Special. That's more fun. Ride the wave. Ben, what was your worst ever injury? In, like in inside a fight. I remember that in- time he lost his tampon and uh, never mind. No thinger. I bet it was that that cut on your head. Um, maybe my cut, yeah, because that that was uh, <laughs> my cut. Like it's just like it's his friend that he lives with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, it did look like a mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that that was that was big, dude. And I remember somebody commented on the video. I can see his thoughts in there. And that's when I got really into tech and how to track IPs. <laughs> that's the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. Dude, I, I can't stand that so many of the things that have like gotten to me, even recently, are good jokes. And I'm like, damn it, I wish. <laughs> okay, I, like the Miyagi and the bow thing. I was like, son of a bitch. That was funny. <laughs> Uh, I can see his thoughts in there. Uh, 
You know what, though? <laughs> At least we know that they were lying because you do not have any of those. Um, <laughs> God, that's so funny. I wish that guy was here. He sounds hilarious. Oh. Um, I can see his thoughts. <laughs> it was me on a burner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to troll Ben's videos. My actual video, my actual comments would be, that's my buddy in full support. And then it'd be like, Toe tap at 97 says, I can see his thoughts as a fucking loser. <laughs> Dave, you forgot to switch accounts. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, man. dude, I'm just, trying to, draw, I'm just trying to draw traffic to your page, bro. Oh, oh man. <laughs> um, Cheeto versus Pedro Munoz. Cheeto, <laughs> a man that's defeated the headliner on this card, emphatically, in fact. Uh, and a real fall from grace. A real fall from grace for Cheeto. He was one of the best bantamweights in the world not too long ago. I think and he's pretty mid. You think he's mid? Yeah. Because he lost to Corey Sandhagen? Like, everybody loses to Corey Sandhagen. Yeah, it's like, no, I just think in general. That's all you yeah. have? That's that's it? He's mid? Is this Gen Z does podcasts? No, no, he... Um, mid. On so, God. Mid. On God. Yeah, he, he obviously is good, but, like, his... His stand up looks way too stiff for me. Um, he knocked and, out he knocked out um Dominic Cruz, right? Yes, he did. He caught him with the he set him up well. Like really, he, really well. Yeah. He's obviously good. Um, but uh so I, I mean he's clearly not mid. I really don't like him um mm. as a person. And um <laughs> I and he wears and he gets I there's this one brand of clothing that I was really obsessed with for a while, and he knows <laughs> this is a left turn. <laughs> What do you say? This is a left turn. Yeah, yeah. And he knows the owner, and I see him getting it for free all the time on his Instagram. Mm, and it I... all comes around now. Now yeah. we understand. Yeah, yeah. Now we understand why Ben hates fan favorite Marlon Chito Vera. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a root cause, and there's somewhere in that psychotic brain of yours. I just couldn't I see want. inside because he got that wound closed. Um <laughs> eventually. <laughs> um it was bad if you guys want to google ben's cut um it's it's on the internet it looked like a pair of joke lips that you put on a mr potato head doll was planted in the middle of his forehead um i think there's actually some value of pedro munoz here uh he was looking competitive with sean o'malley when he fought him there was a no contest marlon vera has been out for a few months because he went through that brutal five-round battle with sandhagen as mentioned uh i think yeah Munoz saw some fights, but the roster of guys he's lost to Sterling, Edgar, Aldo, Dominic Cruz, like these are names. Um, no shame in losing to most of those guys. There's a little bit of shame in losing to Dominic Cruz, I think, um, in, in the modern era. That guy, I the, can we talk for a second, actually, as a quick aside about how fucking piss poor the commentary has been on these UFC cards recently. It's unbelievable. When it's they're unbelievable. fucking, when they're, when, the, first of all, they all have clear favorites, they all have these fighter meetings. And they obviously have when they're when they're talking to people or they know them or they're like it's a small community and they've trained with them or whatever. They've clear fucking favorites. They've, they're making absolutely no effort anymore to hide their bias. And they'll sit there and be like for three rounds, be like, yeah, fucking Mike's doing great. And it's like, first of all, huge pet peeve. Please say the name of the fighter that's on the fucking screen, because when you're going, well, Mike was doing good, but Joe was doing a little bit better. It's like a little frustrating when I have no idea who these two fucking guys are because they're on the pre prelims and I got to like Google it. Firstly, secondly, you're trotting out Michael fucking Bisbing and like, I mean, I hate to even say it. Daniel, Daniel Cormier has really dropped off and like the secondary guy that isn't um, that isn't the main play by play guy. What the fuck is I'm blanking on his name now. It's not John Anik. It's, um... it's not John Anik. The guy who's not John Anik, who sounds kind of more polished, but he's actually not. The, it, it's just like i just it's it's been bad it's been bad the judging's bad the refereeing's not much better and the fucking commentary hasn't been great lately i just think we need to like up the product uh around around the bend i don't want to hear from michael bisbing or fucking or or dominic cruz dominic cruz in that flat monotone that he uses to comment commentate on fights and he's like he just says the most ridiculous shit because i just don't think he sees the world the same way as everybody else yeah. they've, they've like They've, they've honestly, I think he, I think he needs to go and get checked for autism. I, I think if we, I think if we start there, I think that would be a good start. 
He's one of those guys that like does too many wellness classes and shit, you know? Right. So like he has a different perspective, but, he's but he also says everything lost. with such extreme confidence. Yeah. Like every so word out of his mouth is a hundred percent a fact because he said it. And it's just frustrating. You know, and Rogan does the same thing. Rogan does it to the degree, the degree where he's getting people killed for not taking fucking vaccines, but it's, <laughs> it's more offensive on a fucking fight card. And I'm just trying to relax on a Saturday and watch some violence. But I, Matt, do you think, think that Rogan, I think Rogan's the best one of the? Uh, he actually all is. Time. He actually is the best commentator that they I have, hate other him. than John Anik. John Anik's a, a real oh, class act. John Anik might be one of the best sports like, yeah, play by play people of all time. Like, I agree. He's, he's unbelievable. He's, he's got a 99 mile an hour fastball. He could bring back that. Mike Goldberg. That guy. Yes. Was <laughs> he was a character. Best. Isn't he a Bellator? What? No, is he's he? probably not anywhere. He uh, it, I his think voice was really synonymous with. With like the a lot of the the prime the 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 prime UFC years like that kind of uh, here we go like that he was like bringing that he was the Spike TV guy now they need an yeah. ESPN guy <laughs> um, so, I get it do you do you agree with me that there's any value in any of these bets on Munoz Matt or maybe like I I'm totally with you and you know I don't think you get to take anything away from Cheeto for that loss to Sanhagen even though it was a split decision Sanhagen like won that fight it wasn't yeah, even really that close you know. uh, he was I mean he literally. Cheeto did not know what to do in that fight. He did not know how to get through to him. Um, didn't know how to close the distance. Pedro Munoz has has fought a lot of really good fighters, and he has not looked bad really against any of them. Um, the Dominic Cruz thing, it is what it is. Dominic's as dumb as he is. He's one of the most seasoned fighters at the weight class. So I'm, I, I really do think that there is some value here at 160 for Pedro. Um, Cheeto's kind of a head case too. So that loss probably is weighed on him a little bit. I don't know how he responds to that. So I'm I'm gonna I, it's a close one for me, but I think I'm gonna go with Munoz on this. All right, I think there's some value in that underdog bet also. Um, where where are we? Ian Gary and Neil Magny. Jeff Neil is out. Neil Magny's in. Uh, I like Neil Magny. I'm a fan, but good God, Ian Gary's a minus four twenty favorite. Neil Magny's plus three twenty. Ian Gary's not that good. <laughs> like by, for all intents and purposes like we're we're making him a minus 420 fucking favorite in a fight against his first name pretty much like his first guy that anyone's ever heard of i know he's coming off he's coming in on short notice i know ian gary's undefeated but like Dude. we're all in agreement that that shin is 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 there to be found oh right? yeah someone's gonna find it so well i don't know Dude, I think if I'm betting this, I'm betting the under 1.5 rounds, which is plus 150. I might bet that under under a round and a half, one way or the other. But you're not getting any value in minus 420 on Ian Gary. Is there any no, value? Magni? No, Can unless you're making part of a massive, I'm part of a massive parlay. Um, maybe throw it on Ian Gary. But man, first of all, this is not the guy that he wanted to fight. He called out um, what's his name? Um, Neil. Um, it was another guy they wanted to fight who then got injured, so he's not fully prepared for Magny. And Magny's had some real fights in his life. He's had some dog fights, and that's something that we have not seen from Ian Gary either. I get it. He has promoted himself to to the nth degree. He's signed with Better. He's doing all these TikToks. He's really, really opened up this whole. I know I can make money now, so I'm going to make my money now. Which go get your buck, kid. But let's stop pretending like like your twelve and O's is impressive. Who have you? You haven't beaten anyone yet. And now you're going against the guy. This is his 40th fight. It's a real tough spot for him, I think. I, I think it's a lot of pressure, and he's talked a big, big game. Do I, I want him to win? I like him. I'm like a real fan of Ian Gary's, but uh, it's a it's a tough spot for him here for sure. You remember, Did you see the meme I sent you guys today? That was Yeah. It was like the uh, Michael Scott. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Michael Jordan, Michael Scott. <laughs> it's like, we're, we're not here to take part. We're here to take over. Conor McGregor, Ian Gary. <laughs> so I, did see that, yeah. I, I, I do. I just I do think that he should be trying. If I was advising him, I would be trying to steer his brand away from what Conor already did. I think it's scorched earth. I think that it's 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 well-worn ground at this point and he's not as clever like he's just Dude, not as clever and he's not as magnetic not that guy there is an inherent asshole deep inside conor mcgregor that's yeah. why he's good at what he does it's yeah. earnest he's not he's acting a, he's a cunt yeah he's a little cunt <laughs> yeah. Ian yeah. gary's like a yeah. nice guy he's Did too nice of a guy yeah, after that's... his last fight he was outside greeting like his, his mom or something and a drunk guy bumped into him and ian gary like gave him like the whole like hey man listen 
I, I know you're drunk right now, but you really, really don't want to ride this juju. I, I did see that. It was like yeah. after his last fight, right? He like, got like, like some guy started saying shit to him and he was really, really nice about it. I'm like, really, dude, really cool. I'm like, McGregor's already like texted his manager to tell him that we're gonna have to pay this dude because I'm about to fuck him up. <laughs> McGregor beat that guy up and then went to his dad's nursing home and beat him up there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a hundred percent what's going down. Like he's not walking away from that shit. And Ian Gary's like, come on, man. And then now he's trying to do this impression of Conor McGregor. And it's just like, we've all seen, we've seen this before, man. And you're just, you're not that dude. It's just so, so weird, man, but he's so an exciting that... fighter. He could still get really popular if he just. But here's my thing. We, all, we were all super entertained by McGregor. Right. But we were also all super entertained by GSP. You can be a good dude. And we'll all still go like, oh, he's awesome. Like, you yeah, know, the entertainment, you the entertainment level is not even close between the two. Oh, that's true. It's, but... it's like, we're talking like WWE, like fucking attitude era, <laughs> like compared to WWE SummerSlam last week. Like, it's yeah. just not the same thing. Dude, dude I loved watching uh, uh, GSP get ready for fights and the training, like yeah. the, oh, yeah. the behind the scenes thing, because he took all that shit so seriously. And I was like, oh, wow, I want to do shit like that. But when I watched him fight, like, I just knew it was going to happen every yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. Every, every single time. Every single fucking time. And like, like they're yeah. not really comparable as fighters like GSP, I think. Is pre- he's definitely the most well-rounded at the very least, if not the best of all time. Yeah. But he's definitely the guy that had everything. Like he had all the stuff in his locker. And I also, I really enjoy that he George Foreman, Michael Bisbing. Like he was like, oh, if I could just get a fucking title, I'll go in and get that title shot against Bisbing. I know I can fuck him up. Like no, yeah, that was that. So, what an asshole thing. <laughs> I know. He's like, wait, who has that belt? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. And then Bisping goes and he's like, well, I'll just take another fight in like two weeks. And he gets knocked out by Kevin Gaslam and retires. I'm like, oh, what a fitting end. What a fitting end to a career. Um, Anyway, yeah, I I do agree. I think that Ian Ian Gary needs to be a little bit more original in his branding. Um, I the the internet as for all its fickle nature and the the ways that it is very underwhelming and bad for society. It's very curt when it comes to like people doing bullshit like it's gonna just be like yeah no we reject you we reject you wholeheartedly <laughs> like we've yep. already seen this we don't like it. it it's not as cool it's not as cute it's a vaudeville act it's a sequel um so they it's just not gonna work and i i think that he should just put his head down and, and fucking get to work because it reminds me honestly if he wasn't irish it reminds me more of darren till than it reminds me of conor mcgregor to be 100 percent honest with you because Darren Till came in with a remarkably similar fight style of a chin that is pointing at the fucking North Star like they're going to find Jesus. And then he gets sent to Jesus. <laughs> it's just like, bruh. Um, and it's, it, it, it is it's really, really clean and crisp, effective um, combinations, like three to four that are like clearly like incredibly well-practiced and, and, and easy to deliver. But I mean, Ben, if you were fighting an Ian Gary type, you're looking at him like you're looking at this game tape like, oh, my God, I'm headhunting this motherfucker. Like, I, I know I got to just try to hit him as fucking hard as I can. Right. Or do you go like maybe we take him down and see what see what he like has down on the ground because he, that hasn't really proven yet. I think no matter what you do, you're, you've got to be pushing him back. Like the the, the thing is he, like, he swarms you. Yeah. yeah none, none of these guys do as well on their back foot. And with taller guys like that, your head has to be in their chest the whole time. Yeah bang jumping up with trying to hook catch catch yeah. on the outside uppercut push yeah, eliminate their range like just eliminate because if you're on the end of that punch that's when you're in trouble yeah yeah attack changing levels attacking leg kits but constantly almost almost literally trying to push your forehead into their chest the entire time and keep them moving back keep them moving back um, and nobody does that dude it drives me nuts. boy mayweather did it to conor mcgregor he was like get kind of getting caught on the end of stuff and he was like all right and he just stepped inside his range and just started fucking him up and i was like huh okay oh man (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that's i think why connor never does that well against guys that are taller than him or have equal reach like when he was fighting poorier like he just didn't have that same kind of like pop on the end of his punches but he fights Mm -hmm. an eddie alvarez like a little bit shorter than him he fights a a, uh uh jose aldo or you know like these guys that have that little bit of a height or size disadvantage in his, his range. He's just so good at picking guys out at the end of his range. And I think Gary's good at the same thing, but it's find outable. You know, you need to start learning how to like fight on the inside also. Um, yep. I don't think it's going to be this weekend. I do still think Ian Gary's going to win, but it's, we're going to start to see, we're going to start to see. I think that I, I, I'd be surprised if we saw him as the champion of his division. That would be, that would be tough. Um, Devon, you don't think so? I, I don't see it yet. Not yet. Yeah. 
Um, good because don't ever fucking disagree with me. Um, Damon <laughs> Blackshear and Mario Bautista. Um, Bautista is the underdog. Blackshear, I like. I actually quite like watching him fight. Um, he's Dude, 40- he just fought last week. I wait, was it last week? Yeah, man. Like la- like the last card. Dude, he won. He beat Johnson. Uh, at a UFC fight night, Vincenzo Luque. He, uh, oh he, yeah, uh, he hit twister. With the twister. The yeah. twister guy is fighting yep. again. And he stood right <laughs> back up. He said, "I'm good. He didn't do shit to me. I'm ready to go." Oh, that's fucking awesome. I'm dude. betting every dollar I've ever seen on Blackshear. Let's. Go. I hope this guy wins. That sounds awesome. Let's go. Have we ever seen that fight? Two fights in two weeks? Uh, not, not to my knowledge. No, not since UFC has become what it is. But even man, so. But what about the weight cut and everything? Wait, think happen? about all that, dude. He, I think he said he walks around at one fifty-five, so he fights at one. He, they're fighting at, or he, yeah, one thirty-six. He's he's at now, but that's crazy, man. That's a bad that's awesome. dude right there. Ben, do you think that's cool, or do you think that's just a terrible idea? <laughs> it's not a good way to get yourself really hurt. I'm sorry, I missed what you said there. He's <laughs> a shit. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damn it. I was hoping that you're going to run through it again before you... Demon Blackshear fought last week at Fight Night, Luque versus uh, Dos Anjos, and he won by by Twister. He hit the kid with a Twister. Um, So he immediately stood up because Batista was set to fight some other Joe Schmo, and and he he, uh, broke his hand, I think. So Blackshear is going two weeks in a row uh, on main cards. Got it. Yeah, no, I think that's... I don't want you to answer anymore. (laughs) Don't make it a highlight, Dave. Please. Go stand. Oh, that's a highlight. Oh, we're we're making a video of that. Go stand in the corner and think about what you did. Uh, Amanda Lemos is fighting uh, Zhang Weili. Um, Is she, or she's just gonna get knocked out? She's gonna get fucked up. Yeah, she's gonna get fucked up. Zhang Weili is, you know, I will say this about uh, Weili though. She is responsible for some of the most, if not the most entertaining women's fights that I've ever seen. Absolutely. I think that she's awesome. And I really always cheer for her to win because there's a slight vibe that they might turn her into glue and ashtrays back in her home country. If she doesn't win, like, but she seems like a state sponsored fighter. And I, this could be completely off fucking base. Like I, I feel bad saying it, but she, it seems like if she brings great honor and shame on her house and name that they will in fact kill her and we'll never see her again that's just i just get the vibe like there's always one guy in her camp that's like looking at her real hard when she's answering questions that's all i'm saying <laughs> that's all i'm saying okay and I, i'm this is based in nothing i'm not basing this in, a, in a, any sort of real reality i'm just it's just the vibes are off in that in that sense in that sense the vibes are off and i just feel like maybe we should be watching to see if she's like tapping in morse code or like if she's you know what i mean like if she's just trying to get a message across yeah, so she can finally win her blanks. freedom. Um, dude, ben, dude, you have an you have experience with this uh, situation when you're the victim of kidnapping. Oh wait, hold on a second. That's actually not. That didn't happen to you. Okay, you okay. more trouble than you were. So wait, hold on. But you say that it's so funny when Rose knocked her out the first time and she woke I got up worried. I got worried, screaming, "No, no!" It's like, oh man, I would not want to go back to Beijing like that. There's yeah, nothing I, I feel like I feel like maybe like her reaction was like, "I just lost one of my little brothers." Like it's that's it's good. just like it's. I it's so not I remember I remember when I was in fifth grade i got in trouble like big trouble at school and i remember i thought it was smart in the principal's office to start screaming and crying that you can't tell my dad he's going to kill me you have no idea he's actually going to kill me and that created a whole different issue with dcf and them being like are you actually not safe at home that's what it reminded me of it was like no 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 you can't go home like this this can't happen (laughs) don't tell my dad (laughs) please he'll bring out the big shoe (laughs) oh man that's really, really funny. Um, yeah. Anyway, Amanda Limos is going to lose. So if you want to put Zhang in it, uh, Zhang Weili in a in a some sort of parlay, um, I would do that. Yeah. Plus, they're setting up Zhang Weili for that fight with the other Chinese woman. I think it's like Yan. Um, her name's like John Yao Zhang or something like that. So you better be do... close, bro. You better be close. I think I'm pretty actually close. Um, but they want to line them up for Yikes. for for a, a Chinese fight. For a fight in China. So this is just a stepping stone for Whaley to be back at number one spot. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, I'm excited for her. And I really do hope she wins because I think there's bigger things at stake here. Um, <clears throat> Sean O'Malley, Aljamain Sterling. Listen, the smart money, obviously, if you know anything about this sport, is on Aljo. Taking this dude down. 
almost immediately and choking the fucking life out of him. But I will say this. I will say this. Sean O'Malley is a lot more likable than Aljamain Sterling. Like, a lot more likable. It's happening in Boston, in the TD Garden. So I guarantee you the crowd is going to be a Sean O'Malley crowd and not an Aljamain Sterling crowd. Aljo is really talented, but that fucking thing he did against Dariush when he was, like, faking being, like, all out of it with the knee, and it was clearly fake, and then he, like, threw the belt down. I know he went back and, like... Oh, Peter Yan? Or, or, sorry, Peter, Peter Yan. Um, I know he went. He trains with Dariush. Ben knows yeah. some people that are training with them, I guess, in Boston this week. But I just think that really soured me on him, and he's just not my favorite champion in that way. Also, there's some damning, like... Um, I when it comes to sports, I'm not usually a huge fan of like trotting this out, like any sort of advanced me- metrics, because like people who watch sports, they know how to do an eye test better than any of your like advanced metrics. And you just sound like a geek and you're geeking up my sports and I just don't like it. But like there's a weird damning stat that like. I guess Sterling's only finished like 28 percent of his takedowns over the last few fights, like five to well, seven fights or whatever. So, yeah. To me, it's like I'll, I'll I'll posit this question to Ben: If you know what's going to happen, if you're Sean O'Malley, right, and you're in this situation where you know that you're viscerally outclassed in the wrestling department, and you know what he's going to do, and there's no doubt in your mind, does that help you at all? Where it's like I just I can't just I gotta just let him knock in his hands on me, and I can find that fucking chin because I know O'Malley can knock him out. I know he can't. I just don't know if he's gonna. Yeah, I think if the game was reversed and O'Malley was like the hardest dude coming in new and you obviously know he's going to strike with you. Um, quite frankly, it's easier to nullify that than it is to nullify someone just trying. All they have to do is, is get two hands on you, like yeah. hand on your leg. They have to get underneath your punching range, something like that. It's a fight and like distances open and close open and close they're in close and then all like it's yeah, there's so no way hard. to stay away from him the whole time yeah the, you're not going to you're going to have to grapple so yes it does help you decide what you're going to have to concentrate on like how do you slide how do you switch your hips how do you stand back up how do you use the cage to get back up because you're going to be on the ground at some point there's no there's it's no getting happen. away yeah it's gonna yeah. happen but uh but how how do you nullify then the position that comes next Like, obviously, you want to fight the hands and do that, like, to stop it, and you want to be in and out. But, um, again, I I think if it was reversed, it would be easier. But I think uh, Sean O'Malley is going to have a hard one with this. I've counted both of these guys out every single fight that they've ever been in. So (laughs) it's, like, difficult for me to decide who to count out here. But I think I'm going to count out Sean O'Malley. It's going to be a long night for him. And it's also going to be sort of determinate on the card because if he just gets wrestle fucked for five rounds or he gets like immediately taken down and choked out, which is also a distinct possibility. I it's going to make the cards going to be like, so fucking underwhelming if that happens, like the co-main is, is, is a lock Ian Gary. Sure. Maybe there's some fights leading up to it that are fun, but if O'Malley doesn't put in a good performance, this is a fucking failure of a card. I'm interested to see how the crowd's going to be and like all that stuff, but like they're going to fucking turn. That crowd's guy. I know Boston crowds. I know them better than any other crowd on the planet. I've been in them more than any other crowd. And quite frankly, everything that people say about them is true. And I'm, I'm not here to defend them because that place is going to get so fucking toxic if that fight is boring. Like It's going to get so fucking toxic if that fight is boring. You thought Jacksonville was bad? It's going to be bad. So Ben's been a part of actual Boston crowds on the positive side because Conor McGregor rocked in and everybody in Boston's like, I'm Irish. And he fucking knocked the guy out and then like went home and like, that's a positive. Like that's that there's nice things that can happen in those, in those places, but we're also chasing fucking Lakers teams out of there. win. <laughs> so it's, I don't know, Matt, what do you think? Any value in the Sean O'Malley bet? I, I, so I, I want to like say Sean O'Malley will destroy this man. Everything you said is a lie. I, I'm betting on Sean O'Malley uh, because I won't, I'm not going to bet on a 390 favorite. Um, I think Sean O'Malley 360, 360 yeah, even the even worse. Um, I don't think Sean O'Malley is as bad at jujitsu as we think he is. I don't think it matters though, because 
of how good Aljo is. Look at what he did to, to Henry Cejudo. He wouldn't even get up off the mat. He just gets down on his knees, so you can't strike him with with a kick, and then oh, waits. That's the other thing. Enough. You gotta you gotta eliminate that rule. You should be able to get kicked in the head when you're on the ground, or knee in the head when you're on the he ground. I don't care. Literally crabs into people. It's bullshit. Wait, it's an, it's, it's, so a, it's an exploitation of the rules. I don't. So like I. I think Aljo has talked this weird level of shit for this fight where he is going to stand up and try and bang with, with um, be uh, O'Malley for a while. Right. Cause once he starts losing, because we know he's a scared little rat who faked a head injury to get a belt in the first place, what he's going to do is he's just going to take him down and body triangle him and hold him there for five rounds. So it's going to be boring. Um, but I do think O'Malley could win this fight. So I'm going to bet on O'Malley just because I think it's such a disrespectful line for such a gifted striker. Wow. That was very eloquent, Matt, and you really came off the top rope to Aljamain Sterling. I uh, I really enjoyed I it. That guy. I'm I'm gonna say that you between you and Ben, you you've done a better job tonight. So well done. Um, I appreciate I'm, that. Fucking useless to me. I'm just kidding. Well, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> Dude, I what? Yet. I thought I Ben did. said that it was such a good impression, but that was you. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't forget what we were talking about. I never knew. There's a big difference. <laughs> Uh, do ben and the final question for the evening any merit in kneeing somebody as they try and take you down or is that just gifting them your leg um it's it's high risk high reward yeah it's 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 hard to aim um and you don't always see it work but when you do see it it's pretty spectacular um but uh i i think more so it's hard to get the timing right because if you do get that that ascension and you're off the ground you're flying then I mean, it, you're a lot safer than, say, when you were about to lift up, your feet are on the ground, your hips are up, which is when normally you'll get caught when it's because you shoot a takedown when you can touch the person already. So, so what, it, what would you say is, is, the, is the smartest MMA defensive takedowns? Do you think just sprawling, like old school, like get my fucking hips out of the way? Or do you think it's like, okay, he's got me on the fence, control the head, turn him out, you know, or try to offensively wrestle to like try to nullify him or cancel it out. I guess it's situational, right? Depends who you're, who you're coming up against and what your skill set is. Well, I think as a striker, the quite frankly, the best uh, takedown defense, which we never see utilized is the jab because in MMA, you don't see the jab utilized that much. If you could have a whip like jab and you're just popping, popping, that then you're going to have that person's timing down and they're going to try to time you. And if you start to add fakes, then they're going to go for the take take down underneath it. You're going to be able to see it. I think the jab as a, from a striking perspective is truly the best take. It is really defense. weird how little we see elite jabbing in the UFC and yeah, in yeah. high level MMA in general. It's really strange because it's always been known. Like I grew up watching heavyweight boxing and I never liked them, but I always watched, I would always tune in for the Lennox Lewis fights. My dad would put them on. And like that guy was enormous and he had a rocket of a punch, but all he ever did was fucking jab people in the face because his arms were like go-go gadget arms. They were like fucking nine feet long. So that's all he ever had to do. He just like lived on the jab, just fucking just fucked guys up with jabs until finally like they were bleary eyed and then he would just put them away. And I always thought it was a little boring, but fundamentally it's so sound and like nobody in MMA has like a has like an elite jab that I can think of. And it's like, it is the control. It's the range finder, it's the control. It's like, it, it, it it's a setup. And like, I think a lot of it is that hand control thing because instead of jabbing, guys are grabbing gloves and trying to find range that way because they know that like a grappling exchange could happen like super, super quickly. So they don't want to overextend, I guess. But man, I really think there is going to be somebody that comes around the corner with a fucking elite jab and they're just going to dominate a division at some point in the future, so. You heard it here first, folks. Thank you to Ben, I Can See Your Thoughts, Peak, Matthew, Mr. Miyagi, Wilcox, and uh, myself, DK Sizzle, Dave Clark. This has been Check My Oil. Have a great day, everybody.
ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with ElectroCast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of ElectroCast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join ElectroCast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to ElectroCast.com and join our community today. Electricast, transform your influence. Electricast. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are and live in a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric cast.